Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Angie fryer And I'm Kat McCain. And today's guests are Julie Alcon, Mindy Simmons, and Greg Miller. Julie is the Environmental Team Leader at the Office of Water Project Review and a Senior Environmental Policy Reviewer. Mindy is a senior policy advisor and leads the environmental subcommunity of practice within planning. And Greg Miller is the operating director of the National Ecosystem Restoration Planning Center of Expertise. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. For today's episode, we want to get to know about the environmental leaders within the core. We'd like to hear from each of you. Um, we'll start with Julie, then Mindy, and then go to Greg. So tell us about yourself and what the field needs to know about what you do and why it's important to them. Okay, hi, I'm Julie Alcon, and I'm the Environmental Team Lead and Environmental Policy Reviewer in the Office of Water Project Review, Planning and Policy Division and Headquarters. I've been a team lead for almost two years, uh, been in Office of Water Project Review for almost five years, and before that I was in Albuquerque and Chicago Districts Planning and in Regulatory. Currently, I lead a staff of environmental policy reviewers, and our main task is to review reports for proposed projects that are approved by either the Chief of Engineers, the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Civil Works, or Congress. And I'm just part of the policy and legal compliance review team that reviews the reports that are usually integrated with the environmental impact statement or an environmental assessment. So my reviews, includes ensuring the project or study is in compliance with the National Environmental Policy Act, or NEPA, the Endangered Species Act, the Clean Water Act, the National Historic Preservation Act, and other laws, policy and regulations, including core policy and regulations that are in the core planning guidance notebook, policy memos, and planning bulletins. I also help with policy and guidance development. So why it's important is that the policy and legal compliance review team is just one of the teams that improve the quality of the report and project by providing comments to the districts and divisions regarding deficiencies and other issues, along with other teams such as the agency technical review team and the district quality control team to ensure projects are of high quality. Uh, one point is to discuss issues as soon as they arise with the vertical team so that we can help the districts and divisions resolve them in a timely manner so as not to impact the project schedule. Thank you, Julie. We'll go to Mindy next. Sure, thank you. So my name is Mindy Simmons and I am a senior policy advisor at headquarters. I'll tell you a little bit about my, my background going back a little farther because it helps set the stage for why I'm doing what I'm doing. So my academic background is actually in fisheries science and civil engineering, which is kind of a weird mix. Um, I'm definitely a strange hybrid in that regard, but I actually came from Oregon in the Pacific Northwest where there's actually a lot of interaction between our fisheries resources out there and uh, infrastructure. Uh, in our rivers, a lot of it being from the core. So I enjoyed in that academic setting being the translator between the engineers who always want a very black and white answer and the biologists who, you know, the old joke that if you put 10 biologists in a room and ask them a question, you'll get 10 different answers. <laughs> it became very 
apparent to me in my academic studies that if we were actually going to create solutions uh, to better manage our river systems, that we needed to have those two uh, entities talking a little better. So I really enjoy that sort of integration and working across groups of people who have very different backgrounds and different interests. And so carrying that forward, uh, my first professional job was actually with the National Marine Fisheries Service out in Portland working on non-federal hydropower dams and relicensings and removals. I came to the Portland District at the Corps in 2006 <laughs> working on operation of their Willamette Project dams and then got involved in their hatchery mitigation program and lots of other things <laughs> before coming to headquarters in 2012 or actually worked on the navigation program and the budget development side of things before coming to this position that I'm in now. So it's a, a bit of a convoluted path, much like some of our fish take these days when they are migrating up a river. Now in this current role, I wear several different hats. I'm a senior policy advisor is my title. I focus on environmental policy. I'm essentially keeping my fingers on the pulse of a lot of the different moving pieces um, that that encompasses. So sometimes that involves mitigation for other core civil works areas like navigation and flood risk management. That also involves just keeping track of all the different policy movements for the major um, environmental laws that we have. Julie mentioned a few of them, NEPA, ESA, to name a few. And then I also have a role in managing the Aquatic Ecosystem Restoration Program at the Corps, which is one of the three main mission areas that the Corps has. So oversee that program, including the budget development, execution of the, the program with a lot of the different issues is, that come up. And I also work with the Corps' Environmental Advisory Board, which has been created as a subcommittee of the Army Science Board, which currently is is on hold right now, but work with external folks to help advise the Corps on environmental issues, and then also co-lead the environmental community, the subcop, um, the subcommunity of practice for environmental under the planning community of practice as well. So many different hats, and that gets me to continue doing that integration that I like to do. So there we go. Thank you, Mindy. That's awesome. And now, lastly, Greg. Good afternoon, everyone. I'll tell you a little bit about my background as well, and then uh, a little bit about the, uh, the role that I play with the Ecosystem Planning Center of Expertise. I've actually worked for the Corps for about 20 years now, but uh, before that, I worked in uh, Everglades National Park as a researcher, a research assistant, and then I had an opportunity to work for National Marine Fisheries Service, both at their headquarters office, as well as one of their habitat conservation offices in coastal Louisiana. And coastal Louisiana is where I grew up, and it's uh, coastal restoration, a major challenge for the state down here. And that's uh, where I spent a great deal of my early professional career working on developing restoration projects and building them. And then I saw that there was an opportunity with the Corps to do even more of that kind of work on a larger scale. And so I took advantage of that, and I was hired at the New Orleans District, where I was able to work as a project manager, as well as eventually a, a planning branch chief there. So. Uh, now I find myself as um, employed as the operating director of the Ecosystem Planning Center of Expertise, which is a really great opportunity for me. I get a chance to work with teams all across the country. In fact, just today I've already been on the phone with some folks in our Alaska district, as well as folks in our Jacksonville district down in Florida. So I've really got the whole the whole country to um, 
to have an opportunity to try to try to help with. And, and our function as a planning center is multifaceted. We get involved in a lot of the same type of review work that you heard Julie speak about. And then we also do some policy work, just like Mindy, Mindy mentioned. And, you know, we have a lot of tasks and we have a virtual team. So we're not all located in one, even though we're called a center, we're not all located in one, one location. We have uh, members of our team that are in different districts and different, uh, different research centers around the country for the core. And so that's been a great, uh, great opportunity to bring the expertise that we have in different areas to bear on problems that we face in other districts or neighboring districts. So I, I really enjoy that. Um, and I look forward to talking to you guys a little bit more about what we do and some of the environmental work that we have underway within the experts in the center. Thank you. Very impressive backgrounds. And uh, yeah, I uh, can tell that all of you are passionate about your job, which is great. I did notice that um, each of you have unique roles, yet sometimes the responsibilities overlap. Can you talk a little bit about how you all work together to address over overlapping responsibilities? I think um, Greg might have a very unique role as the ecosystem restoration planning expertise. But as far as me and Mindy, um, I think we're, we're pretty involved in a lot of different things at the same time. I think we address the responsibilities. I mean, her main responsibility is policy and mine is, is the review of reports. But if we need each other's expertise, you know, we definitely always pull each other in um, and, and some things we, we work on um, together uh, now we're working on the NEPA procedures together, and Greg was part of that too when he was doing his detail up in headquarters. So I think um, we work work together just by you know communication and including each other on on a lot of different aspects of things. Yeah, I can add a little more to that too. This is Mindy. So I think. You know, we each, as you guys heard, bring a different perspective to our uh, different roles. And, you know, Julie, as a project reviewer, she's much more into the details of the projects as they're being developed and formulated and reviewing them. So she's able to identify a lot of, you know, if there's, hey, I saw this issue here, there's one here. She's able to, she understands where those issues are so that we can maybe address a policy that might need to help out and make those go more smoothly in the future. So that's, you know, where then we would work together to figure out what that change uh, might be. She's also, you know, I, I do more of, I am involved a lot more with the budget. I tend to get a lot of the questions related to cost and where projects are in their cycle, which extends beyond just the planning phase, which is, you know, more where Julie's area focused um, focuses. So when there's questions about certain projects that may have an issue, I go to Julie and the folks on her team, you know, who have been in the details and in the weeds of figuring out how that project is developed as well. And then Greg with the PCX, they have a, a big role too in, you know, certifying models that get used in project formulation and, you know, providing some of the, the certified you know, reviews of those projects as well. So, again, more in the details of making a project come to life. And, you know, I try to keep my fingers on what's going on in all those scenarios and, and respond if there's issues. Um, one other area, too, that folks are helpful in is 
with research and development. You know, the Corps has a huge research and development mission. I go to the people who are out in the field and we're in touch with that, like Julie and her team and, and Greg, who are reviewing those to, to provide feedback into how we should prioritize our environmental related research and development, specifically as it relates to ecosystem restoration, but also throughout the mission. But those are some other areas. Oh, one more. <laughs> um, we also tend to have different backgrounds in our policy experience. So coming from the Pacific Northwest, I, you know, everything's governed by the Endangered Species Act up there with salmon and all sorts of other species that also interact with them. I did not have a background so much in NEPA, whereas, you know, that's something more that Julie has an expertise in and, you know, Greg coming from um, his area has expertise in different areas as well. So we, we kind of lean on each other where our expertise is. Greg, do you have anything to add? You know, I think it's just a really important strength for all of us to get. You've heard Mindy and Julie mention, and uh, there are some examples of that both in the policy realm as well as well as more of the philosophy about the environmental work that the Corps does that I think are really worth noting today. So one example is there are policy topics where it's difficult to, you know, just to understand there's so much information out there. And so from the peak, you know, planning center of expertise, we develop, you know, sort of policy compilations, if you will. And uh, so one example of that is all of the mitigation policy. And so we, we work with the staff at headquarters to make sure, one, that we have the most current policy, and two, are we describing it correctly so that when we present these tools to teams out in the field, we know the information is reflective of what the agency headquarters believes is important. So that's a good example of how, you know, we've worked together on, on tools for planners. And then another is more of a philosophy, if you will. One of the questions that we get a lot in ecosystem restoration is, is it worth it or is it nationally significant? And so we, over the last few years, we've had some studies where this question has come up. And so we're thinking about, you know, how do we address that particular aspect of telling the story correctly about our restoration um, studies and recommendations that ultimately the chief signs, and so we put the signature on it and makes a recommendation that Congress should authorize a project for construction. And so uh, we'll continue to work together on topics of significance like that or national significance as one. Uh, and I'm sure there's many others that we may have a chance to talk about a little bit later today. That's great. I like seeing how everyone is communicating and working together as, as one team for the Corps of Engineers. And I know all of you guys mentioned policy and guidance, doing, do, dealing with that on your day-to-day -day activities. And I know from the field perspective, it's sometimes really hard to keep track of everything, keep it organized. Um, how do you guys personally keep things organized to ensure that you have the most up-to-date information? And like, obviously for the field, like where, where is the best place to go to find that information um, and know it's most up-to-date? And Greg, I heard you are the organization guru, so uh, we'll start with you. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great question. And it's definitely a challenge for, for our planners in the field you know, the planning community toolbox is an excellent resource. But if you go to it and you type in a, a search term, you're not necessarily confident that you have the latest and the greatest, although there are um, aspects of that website that said, here's the breaking news and things. You know, there are also places, other parts of CORE where we have websites that provide additional information that may be important to a planner. So examples are like the CORE publications website has a lot of our regulations 
or our model, our in, uh, ecosystem model library through um, the Institute of Water Resources, another great place to look for information relevant to some of our, our planning work. But what I've done personally and what we're trying to do with EcoPCX is similar to the mitigation policy compendium that I mentioned a few minutes ago. We compiled all of the regulations, engineer regulations, engineer circulars, planning bulletins, director's policy memos, you know, the whole alphabet soup, if you will, of, of guidance that we have out there related to planning. And we put it all in one spreadsheet. We've gone through each one and we've, we've said, hey, what stage of planning does this apply to? Is this only relevant to a chief support or does it start at the beginning from, you know, the very first milestone, an alternative milestone, and everything in between. And so we have that available for teams to use. It's from our perspective, having a team have information readily available like that versus having to go find it on multiple websites saves them a lot of time. And also it helps them spend their time, their, you know, limited study time and the brain power that they have thinking about what is the water problem we're trying to solve, not what is the right guidance or rule that we should be following. So the easier we can make that for a team, the more that brain power is focused on a solution for not only for the core, but also our partners and sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being so organized with your information, Greg. And I think uh, the whole core staff would want to give you a high five on making sure they know where to go and helping them get through their work faster. This one is for either um, Mindy or Julie. How are we, as far as planning and regulatory goes, how are we working together to address new guidance and future challenges that we're facing in the environment? Yeah, I can, I can start. We've been working with regulatory, meaning uh, planning, on potential revisions to the Executive Order 13807, which is the one federal decision executive order put in place by the previous administration. So we were asked by OMB to review the executive order and um, other guidance documents that pertain to one federal decision to determine if there's anything in particular we would like to keep. They're making a determination if, if that executive order should, right now it's been rescinded by the new administration they're making a determination if this is something that should continue, if it should be revised, what part of it that the federal agencies like, what we don't like about it. So um, we're kind of developing our core stance right now and our perspectives on, on what, we, what we like and what we don't like or what should pertain to planning and what shouldn't pertain to planning. So. That's something that, that will be something in the future that will come out. We're kind of thinking that we, we really, um, I don't want to get into the details of the specific executive order. We're also working with regulatory and operations on the new core NEPA procedures, which is 33 CFR 230 revisions. So we've been working on those revisions with regulatory for almost maybe more two years now since we made that determination that our current core NEPA procedures, which were from, they're from 1988, they're, they were old, they are old. And so having the new CEQ NEPA rule that came out in September of 2020 was a good opportunity to move forward with those and 
So we've been, we have a, a good, we had a good working team with regulatory and ops and real estate um, and others we brought in with engineering and we had meetings uh, regularly to, to go over the NEPA regulations, core NEPA regulations, and we, we have a draft and that's up at the Assistant Secretary for the Army for Civil Works and CEQ has reviewed those. Um, as far as other challenges, we're kind of waiting on direction from the new administration on climate change and greenhouse gas emissions and environmental justice. We, these are top priorities for the new administration. And so we're kind of thinking what, what we should be doing, um, but we're, we're not going to put out anything until we hear from the new administration what, what they really want to see. This is Mindy. I can add a little bit to that too. In, in addition to coordinating with them on, on policy changes, one thing I, that we do that I think we can improve on is how we coordinate with regulatory on more of the technical issues and the science um, and leveraging the tools that each use. You know, regulatory has a very extensive database that they use to, to track what they're doing. Um, very well-developed tools and processes. And, you know, in the environmental community and civil works, I think we can leverage those tools and the, the lessons learned that they've already gone through to help improve some of our systems as well. And the same goes for the science behind that. You know, ecosystems evolve in a similar way, regardless of whether it's an ecosystem restoration project, a civil works mitigation project, or a regulatory mitigation effort. So the science is similar and, you know, we do share that. And I think that's something in the future that we can actually um, collaborate on even better. Awesome. And going on to that with um, with the new NEPA that just rolled out, and I know the updates to the the core regulations are ongoing. Um, we did hear there was no formal planning bulletin to provide guidance to the field, um, but the field continues to ask questions about NEPA modernization. So, Julie, this is kind of fielded at you first. Uh, what is the plan to communicate important aspects of the NEPA modernization to the field, and will there be training opportunities in the future? Yeah, definitely future training opportunities. Uh, currently, there's recorded webinars on the planning community toolbox that can be referenced by the field, there's a couple of those. And there's also gonna be some CP18 training for NEPA practitioners in April. And we're hoping that that will be used, that will be used sort of like train the trainer where, where they're, they're the specialists, NEPA specialists, and they're gonna be able to help the field as well. So it won't just be helping from help from headquarters or MSCs, but this is gonna be district people that are gonna be experts and they can train the trainer if need be. Um, there's gonna be more webinars from headquarters if and when the core NEPA procedures are approved. That has a lot to do, a lot of dependency on those, on those uh, core NEPA procedures. It's gonna depend on whether the new administration makes any changes to the the new CEQ NEPA regulation, so we'll see more to come on that. And then the field can always call me up or any of the environmental policy reviewers or, or Greg or Mindy and, and ask questions informally um, if they want to set up a meeting specifically on a project with 
NEPA questions, that's fine too. We can have an informal meeting. So lots of different ways to, to help out. We are nearing the end of our session together, um, but before we depart, I want to just make sure to ask if any of you have any final thoughts for our listeners. So Mindy, we'll start with you. Okay, thanks. So we've talked a lot about what our roles are as environmental leaders, and I think one uh, direction where I see us all focusing on in the future, um, partially because of um, some new directives we're getting from the administration, but I also saw this coming, you know, even prior to that, was looking at how we integrate the environment in all the types of projects that the Corps of Engineers does. So coming back to my desire to integrate across different areas, we're seeing, you know, a great interest from the field and from our senior leaders and from our stakeholders in better um, implementing multidisciplinary or multi-mission uh, projects. So usually ecosystem restoration is one of those mission areas that gets coupled with navigation or with flood risk management or in general, we're trying to better describe the project benefits across the whole range of actions that the Corps is doing. And so I think that's an area, you know, maybe in the future we can do another podcast on that topic that's, that's going to be coming up, but we're really I think trying to take our policies that we have now to the next level to adapt to that new uh, paradigm that's coming our way, um, incorporating more natural infrastructure into our typically gray standard engineering uh, solutions, using a more holistic approach. We have an initiative called the Engineering with Nature Program. So I see that as a direction that all three of us will end up spending some time on um, in the near future as that evolves. So, uh, Julie or Greg, any any final thoughts from you? Just that we're we're here. If you have any questions or if you need any help with anything with with um, environmental policy or anything regarding ecosystem restoration, we're here to help. Yeah. Hey, I would uh, just offer a couple of thoughts as well. One, if anyone out there is interested in more information about the Planning Center of Expertise, we have a, a fairly new revamped website. If you Google eco-PCX, we're the first tip that comes up. So, uh, and we've hope, hopefully made um, a lot of information that uh, will be readily available for planning teams that are starting these studies, or even ones that want to go back and look at some of the history of what uh, what's happened in the past. So that's uh, that's some exciting news. And then um, a couple other things. If uh, anyone out there is interested in the type of work that we do, and uh, you have a desire to be certified for agency technical review and ecosystem restoration planning. We are happy to set up mentoring opportunities for that. Uh, we also uh, are in uh, need of people that are experts in coastal uh, and marine science. We have uh, some coral reef work where uh, we could use some expertise. And West Coast marine, marine science, marine biology, marine ecology are, are areas that we would like to, to build our bench up a little bit, if you will. Uh, and, and then finally, I'll leave everybody with this. If you're interested in hearing a little bit more about us, either myself or other members of our team, we'd be more than happy to, to set up some time to talk to your, uh, to your district, uh, whether it's your planning team or your project management team or, or your leadership. That's part of the, what we think is part of our role uh, as a center of expertise, and we'd, be, um, we'd really like to, uh, to set some of those engagements up. Thanks, thanks a lot.
Thank you, Julie, Mindy, and Greg, for joining us today and for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you and people you are interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together. Thank you.